podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Gerard, right, found out tonight. Nothing, player. We mustn't forget that it's been raining, so the pitch is quite. It's been raining. What's the goalie doing? Have we seen the moment pass? But it might have happened. Let's hope not. Hulahan. Inviting his there! Hello and welcome back to LeBron James's favourite football podcast, the Barstoolers podcast. We are back after a week off last week. It was a nightmare scheduling, so uh, we apologise for that, but we're back this week with the podcast. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about everything that's happened in the football world over the last few days. We are going to be doing the Neil Warnock Award, of course, our award for general hero-ness. We're going to have the Matthew Flamini quiz and... This week only, we're going to be doing the hateful insert expletive 11. So we're going to go through each position, probably a 4-3-3, I'd imagine, and talk about which is objectively the most hateful. We're going to have there's some subjectivity there. There's going to be some shades that we probably disagree with, but we're going to try and keep it to the most just undisputably hateful football players, uh, preferably still playing, but down the years as well, because there's definitely some hateful, hateful players down the years. Uh, just to mention at the top of the show to follow us on our socials at Twitter, we're at Barstoolers, uh, at Barstoolers pod on Instagram, even TikTok, if that's your thing, at Barstoolers. And just a quick mention, we're into November now, and you know what that means, all your football fans, the FAI Cup final is this month. It's going to be between Bohemians and St. Pat's. And we're going to dedicate an entire episode of the podcast to previewing the FAI Cup final showdown 28th of November at the Aviva Stadium. And we're going to have a couple of great guests, one from St. Pat's and one from Bohemians. I've booked the St. Pat's guest already. I'm in the process of booking the Bohemians guest. Uh, so, yeah, really looking forward to doing that. Um, and I think that's all the administrative work out of the way. So uh, I'm here with my usual two co-hosts, Michael and Ronan. Uh, have you been up to anything the last few days? Anything strange or exciting? Ask me driving test. Pretty large, and Connell is another man who's recently passed driving testing last week or so. So the three of us, now we're going to start spinning about and sitting in car parks and talking out the window to each other for the, for the foreseeable future. Sitting in car parks, a few donuts. Going to learn how to do donuts, attend King of the Cone and win the Donegal Rally, if that's something you can win. Yeah, I genuinely don't think I've actually done anything in the last few weeks. I was off reading week there for college, so I was at home, but I ended up working the entire time. And I was sick on the Monday and Tuesday as well, so that was great. Wasn't COVID, so that was good, but yeah. Pretty boring few weeks, I'll be completely honest. Was at the dark game on Friday with you, Connell, which was very, very fun. Yeah, um, yeah. as you said, I was at the dark game on Friday and Dundalk won. It's great. Uh, for some reason, at Oriel, with fans back, we are peak Stephen Kenny Dundalk. Uh, another win there. I think it's six row, six wins in a row at Oriel uh, since the fans were back, which is brilliant and telling of the influence of fans at football matches. Uh, I was also at Thursday evening in the gowns of Fibsborough, uh, speaking of Bohemians, 
And uh, yeah, that was a good night. Yeah, very good night. A uh, few points. But actually, just before we go into anything football-wise, I wanted to say, McGowan's, I do like your establishment, but I have one bone to pick. Pint of Moretti, €6.80. Yeah, it's a disgrace. Even the Guinness is pretty pricey. Guinness like is five definitely... fifty, which is a lot better than the others. But even still, like a pint of Carlsberg is over six euros as well. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it is a lovely establishment, but I think they're getting a bit a bit too cocky. They know they're going to draw the crowds, but come on, lads. I hadn't eaten uh, prices down a wee bit. I hadn't eaten a pe- uh, any any food that day as well, so I got a pizza and it wasn't great. It wasn't great either. A pizza uh, in the gowns. Yeah, to do food. Yeah, we were in there already. We booked and then stayed for the the nightclub part. So I was in a nightclub for the first time since probably February 2020, which was interesting. Good, yeah, I good was, and bad. I was out last Saturday in Opium. And even like with tickets, it's not well sussed out. We were in the queue for over an hour um, and it started raining, which was not ideal. It was like supposed to be on from 11 till 4. So we were like, you know what, we'll leave a little bit, at, leave the DCU a little bit after 11, head down. So we'll miss the majority of the queuing in the crowds. We didn't get in until after half 12. And then they kicked everyone out at half two. So we were only really there for the guts of two hours, which was a bit of a shame. But I mean, can't really complain too much with the clubs being open. Apart from Copper, it's been 23s, which is an absolute disgrace and something that fumes me like no other. Because there was a stage where I was 19s and I couldn't go. Then they put it up to 20s. Then I was like, I'm finally of age for coppers. Then bang, I'm not even near the age now. They put it <laughs> so far out of reach. It's gotten it's worse. It's a joke. Uh, is there any establishment you want to call out, Ronan? We're, we're, we're taking heads here. <laughs> I see. I just, the, the general just establishment, I just, it's, it's a disgrace. Love your one euro 50 bottles, but Jesus Christ. I don't even know where to begin with them. Yeah, you're making uh, money when you go to Dicey's. Yeah, yeah I, I was told I was told to fuck off by Bounce there once, so that was great. That sounds like a you yeah. problem. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, on Thursday in uh, in McGowan's, I was out with half of the uh, the Drumcondra FC team, the best team in the United Church's third division. So, quite shout out to them. Uh, <laughs> the last one at the weekend, that's unfortunate. Uh, but moving on to the actual football part of the podcast, what you're here for, I suppose. Um, I think most pressing matter, first and foremost, in the SSE Atricity Premier Division this week, of course, Shamrock Rovers were crowned champions uh, for the second time running, only the first time for a, a real one, a 36-game season. Um, yeah, Roland, it, it's funny. Someone said, why didn't Rovers get more credit? Because they've won, officially, they have won two league titles in a row. Why do you think they're not getting the same recognition as the Dundalk and Cork City teams. I'm not really taken away from them because, I mean, they're the best team in the league this year by a long shot, but I do genuinely think this has been the lowest standard the League of Ireland's been in a good few years. I mean, Dundalk were pretty piss poor. I mean, St. Pat's is the best, second best team in the league and they have been decent this season. They have been very good, but they've, they've had real real issues with injuries. Uh, I mean, Sligo were third and they're way off the pace. And like, I know a lot of Sligo fans Really don't expect Sligo to finish top three. I mean, I, I think the best way to put it is Dundalk are currently seventh. We're four points off relegation, but we're also four points off Europe. I mean, the, there's not the standard in the league this season is is really poor. Um, just being completely honest, like Bowes, I mean, there's been a lot of noise around Bowes again this season, but I think they're fifth in the league this season at the minute. 
Um, Derry again, Derry are fourth. I Punching above the weight there. Yeah, I mean, I think Derry are going to be very good next season. Um, I do think Rovers probably do deserve a lot more credit, but like it's it's hard when there's that much of a gap because I think Rovers have easily got the best squad in the league and fair use to Stephen Bradley. I know a lot of people question him whether he's a good manager or not. I mean, you have to be a somewhat decent manager to win two league titles and an FEI Cup. But I don't really know why people don't really give him the credit because I don't really... Mainly, I just don't think they're anywhere near as exciting to watch as Dundalk were or maybe not that they're not as exciting to watch, but they're not as... I don't know. There was no real rivalry. They haven't really had... They were never really pushed either season. And I don't think the run in Europe helped either because they didn't win against... Um, Hallen, wasn't it? Uh, Flory, yeah. Which, I mean, they're obviously not a bad side of the rent to the group stages, but, you know, Dundalk were handed... I know you have to beat who's put in front of you, but Dundalk took the most of their easy run last year when Dundalk still weren't great last year either. And Rovers didn't really do that. And then Rovers got knocked out pretty early in the cup this season as well. So it's not, I don't really know. I think, I think the season, if you're a Rovers fan, you kind of wanted more than you end up getting the season. Yeah. I kind of asked you that question, kind of knowing what my answers were, any of those rhetorical in that sense, but yeah, you've hit all the nails in the head there. Lack of competition. Pats are a decent team. O'Donnell's done well with them, but and they're they're good to watch. To be fair, but I, I that team probably four or five years ago is probably only finishing fourth. Probably just about getting Europe. They've already secured Europe at four games to go. That's that's reality there. Uh, the FA Cup final uh, or FA Cup rather. Um, I actually hadn't thought about that, but yeah, they got knocked out of that pretty early as well. So there's no double. And the biggest factor probably is Europe. And um, they did get past one round in the uh, Europa Conference League but yeah v- disappointing like they are pretty much they should probably should have been shoe-ins to qualify for the group stage and they lost poorly so that tells me why they're not getting the recognition Um, you know if they go again next season and do decent in Europe win the league again they probably will get some recognition or better recognition at least but uh, for the moment that's that's why essentially ultimately I, I absolutely- a lack of competition this isn't me trying to shit on Rovers here. I mean, look, don't talk about it. I don't love them. But they do. I do think they actually do deserve a little bit more recognition because they have been, realistically, they have been pretty good this season. Um, but I think maybe, if you think when you look about, like when the Dock won their first few titles under Kenny, I mean, in Europe, we still weren't brilliant yet. Maybe this this team just needs, just needs that one extra year to kind of push on and find that next level. Which, I mean, if you're a Rovers fan, you're kind of hoping has happened. I don't know if that will happen or not, but... That's probably why they're not quite getting that recognition they deserve just yet. Or maybe they think they deserve just yet. Yeah, and I think that's wraps that up. We will be coming back to Irish football in a while. But uh, for now, a pressing story coming out today. I'm even kind of hesitant to talk about this because it's a constantly unfolding situation. We're recording this on Monday evening. It won't come out till a Wednesday morning. So everything could have changed. But one thing for certain is that Nuno Espirito Santos has been sacked as Tottenham Hotspur manager after just four months, after just 17 games, um, you know, after a woeful performance against United on, on Saturday, booze ringing around the stadium as Rashford scored that third goal. Um, but yes, yeah, so he was only manager for four months 
and it was probably about two months too late, wasn't it? Well, he won the manager of the month. So he had one good month. I mean, 25% of his time there was positive. But I mean, when you have a player like Harry Kane, who has only scored one league goal all season, yeah, there is cause for concern. Yeah, he probably is overstayed his welcome and he probably should have been gone three or four weeks ago, but sure, that's football. He's gone now is the main thing. And if you're a Spurs fan, you want an A-grade manager. Like I know Conte has been linked heavily at the minute, even though last week Romano was saying, oh yeah, sure, Conte, he's he's nailed in for the United job. Well, he's going to get the sack, but it looks like he's en route to Spurs. Just on that about Romano, He's possibly being exposed as a little bit of a fraud. Did you see that video last week that he accidentally uploaded on YouTube? Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, right. So he put up this video publicly. He meant to put it up privately. And it was a whole two-minute video being like, okay, so here we go, guys. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked as Manchester United. Their manager, there was a board meeting today and they came to the decision that he will no longer uh, serve as United manager. It's a whole two-minute video. He's like the Ben Shed. Them yeah. twats on TikTok. Just doubling down. He recorded so both versions of the He'd have there. like a, he probably has hundreds of those videos just ready to go. Just he probably had the same happens, yeah. for Messi. Like, here mm. we go, Messi signed for City. Here we go, Messi. God, that's mm. not a man I would have considered to have been a fraud. I would have taken his word to be gospel, but, but geez, that's But crazy, this is the thing, it was really swept underneath the carpet. It was hey. sent into my group chat. It's like, how is this not bigger news? Nobody was really giving him any shit, but um but yeah, I suppose it's all semantic, really. Uh, it does look like Conte will be going to Spurs, which I am not exactly happy about. But, Ronan, what are your thoughts on Nuno getting sacked? Probably deserved it. I mean, they're pretty miserable, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what happened. Well, because I, I think I read Charlie Hecker's piece on it last month. He had a mm. piece on why things were different and why it wasn't quite as um, good. Now at Spurs, I know in that piece he was saying, you know, Nuno won't do any of the well, he, well, when he was manager before he got sacked, he wouldn't really do any of the media roles, he wasn't really involved with the players outside of training or anything. Whereas, like, even Mourinho, when he first came in and there was a little bit of a positive vibe at the place under Mourinho, and Mourinho kind of seemed to care about the players and tried to make an effort outside of just training. Whereas Nuno kind of came in and was like, well, I'm just going to do the training. My job here is to be a manager. I'm like your friend, really. It's, it's, I don't really know what went wrong. Apparently, he was under the, well, I don't know whether he was or not, but I know Paratici was given his office when he first went in. He was never really made to feel like he was the top dog. I don't really know. It was just, I was a weird one because I thought he would have done, I, I thought he was going to do all right there. I thought he was kind of what Spurs needed. They needed someone maybe fresh to go in there just for a season or two. I thought it was going to be something like, Ollie, you need someone in there just to go steady the ship and then in a season, season or two, reassess and decide whether you want to keep him long-term or not. Obviously, didn't work out that way. Yeah, I remember thinking at the time that I would I didn't want to say a bad appointment because, you know, the, he did generally quite well at Wolves and then last season, even though it wasn't as good, he was essentially asked to completely change how the team played, which is not exactly ideal. But I do remember thinking that is it much of a shift from Jose? You know, generally speaking, when you sack managers, you tend to go for something completely different. So if Solskjaer was to go, you know, it would get in a sort of a world-class coach. If that doesn't work out, we might go for someone like Graham Potter or something like that. And and so on. So, you know, for example, Solskjaer replaced Mourinho, who's very different to him. And I just thought it was too samey 
that and the fact that his authority was undermined from day one. He was last choice for that job. They were after Conte at first, who may well end up going there. Then they were after Gattuso, and that looks like it was done. But then there was that much outrage over A, his record as manager, and B, his, how should I say, political beliefs. Uh, so that one got thrown out the window. Then Fonseca was essentially done. I can't even remember why that didn't go through. That was like, here we go sort of range. And then he was fourth choice. So it was doomed from day one, really. And um, yeah, it's just really passive. And that article you mentioned from Charlie Eccleshire about a month ago, six weeks ago or something, very early on. I know four months isn't very long, but even earlier than that was pretty damning. As you said, his interpersonal skills, we'll say, were very, very poor. And that's only going to end up one way if your interpersonal skills are that bad early on. As well, like after he won the manager of the month, his first month, then Harry Kane came back. I think Kane might be a bit of a poison on the squad. Spurs um, fans were booing him. It's it's well known that he does not want to play for Tottenham. And he did try to force his way out of the club. But Daniel Levy is a wagon and wouldn't let him go. So maybe Harry Kane's attitude is really having a very negative effect on the squad. But like a new manager in, maybe Conte, if he comes in, gets the best out of Kane. But like Kane's not going to be there next season, let's be honest. He's gone. Uh, like Spurs squad is not very good. They have Son. And apart from that, like Son and Kane, like take them out like they've nothing. Like their squad is dirt. Larice is finished. Emerson is finished. He is scrap and they're just after buying him. Uh, like everyone else in it. Like the only other player that I'd say in that Spurs squad is good is Heiberg. And like apart from that, like you're picking at nothing. Like it's it's not a manager's best job to be going in fixing that team. Like it's shite. There is one thing I'd be concerned about if I was a Spurs fan about Conte going in, and it's it's mostly the concerns I have with him as a United manager. Now, don't get me wrong. I was raging this morning when I found out that he's probably going to go to Spurs, probably appointed by the time this is out. But the reason it didn't work out the first time is because he wanted guarantees about transfer funds, etc. Spurs have already spent quite a bit of money over the last couple of years on transfers. The new stadium, they're in lots of debt, Apparently, I can't remember what source it was that said, but apparently uh, Conte is going there under the understanding that they're going to sign three players in January, presumably reasonably expensive players. I feel like if this doesn't go well, and even if it does go well, Spurs could be in a bad place in a couple of years. They could be absolutely broke. Um, it's uh, Well, that as well, like if you think of Conte during the summer, he left Inter Milan because Inter Milan... Mm. Pretty much the only reason he left is because they sold Hakimi. He was told they had to sell something like 60 million worth of players. They sold Hakimi for 80 million. Realistically, he's fallen out over the board there for not having his first choice right back. That yeah, was essentially ish. So it's it can be really hit and miss with Conte. Like you said, if they don't get the players he wants, I don't know. Although I do look at the signs they made during the summer and I'm thinking, were those signs made with the plan of having Conte in there anyway? Or someone like Conte in there because it didn't seem like Nuno signings like Romero, <laughs> fifty million on Romero. Good centre back. Uh, he's yeah, good, good centre half. Yeah, well, yeah. He's, he's all right in comparison to what they have. Good he's good, good centre half. But it, I don't know. It just didn't really feel like a Romero. It didn't feel like a Nuno signing, if anything. Um. 
but yeah, they've got Paratici in there. So any signing could be a Paratici signing nowadays. I think he has quite a lot of influence there as far as. Um, but another managerial uh, casualty was Ronald Koeman. He's finally gone. Who knows how he lasted as long as he did. But they lost to Rio Vallecano uh, last week. And Radamel Falcao scored. And not only is Radamel Falcao still balling in the Liga, he's wearing number three, which I kind of weirdly love. I should hate it, but I think it's brilliant. And the the Vallecano jerseys are quite nice. Yeah, Falcao is a dunny. It's it's weird. Like, you know, there's a lot of players that United would have signed in that era of like finished players who were just there for money. And sometimes Falcao can be thrown into that. But Falcao, like, by all accounts, tried. Like apparently he was he was class in training and stuff. It just never worked out from on the pitch. So uh, yeah, no, still love Falcao, and uh, he's kind of in that bracket of Cavani strikers, isn't he? he? Just loves the game. Um, but yeah. So any thoughts on that? It looks like Xavi's going to be going in. Uh, Coleman only lasted this long because he had Messi all of last season. So it, it took this long, or not? It didn't take that long to show how finished of a squad Barcelona are. They are. T- Posted, their team is not good. They have too many finished players. I'm honestly surprised he lasted as long this season as he did. I thought he would have been gone. I thought he would have been the first casualty in the Liga. I I'm surprised he didn't go after the Benfica game. To be honest, yeah. I mean, three another way to Benfica in the Champions League. Looks like they're going to get knocked out in the group stages for the first time. Since, God knows how long. I think the first time they've ever been knocked out in the group. Not stages since I started watching football. Yeah, since since group stages were introduced into the Champions League, mm. it'll be the first time they're not in the knockout stages of the Champions League anyway since or the last sixteen since I think two thousand and four when they didn't even qualify for the Champions League. So like, yeah, really really poor. I mean, obviously the problems go much deeper than Coleman at Barcelona. Obviously they have loads of debt, but even at that, like, it's really strange because. Apparently, Barcelona now want to pay off a load of money to the club that Xavi Xavi is employed for. Uh, They're offering big new contracts to Ansu Fati, Pedri. I'm like, the the whole reason you lost Messi is because you have no money. I was like, I'm confused as to what the difference is now or where they have this extra money. Or maybe they are able to because they got rid of Griezmann and Messi and a few other players. But I don't really know. Coach John Cena, they bought 55 suits and uh, they're continuing to buy suits when they should not be buying suits. I, I do just want to do a quick segment here. We haven't done Ben White watch in a few weeks. I put this into group chat the other day. <laughs> it, it has come out that Ben White doesn't like football. He oh, yeah, God, that was watch, scandalous. Didn't, tells didn't, a fucking watch, lot. didn't watch football growing up and still doesn't watch football now. Make sure I need to hear your thoughts on this. It's like your man Anthony Edwards in the NBA, he doesn't watch basketball. But he's class and so likable. Ben he's White is a dick. And you... he's... Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, Ronan, when did you find this out? Just as a matter of interest. I found this out. I don't know. It was on one of the Football Cliche podcasts. They yeah. were mentioning it. <laughs> that, that, that's good, actually. That's good. So I remember telling you that the night of your birthday. <laughs> it was when everybody had gone. So you're clearly quite drunk and just don't remember that conversation. Oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, no, but I, I think it was David Bowie, like, never listened to music. Or he claimed to not listen to music because he didn't want to be influenced by other musicians. <laughs> that, that basically ben White said. Yeah, it was so strange. Yeah, well, Ben White could do with watching a bit of football. <laughs> <laughs> okay at the thing or two. I don't care. He's, he's good at the moment. 
He's a scrap merchant, is what he is. He's a quiff merchant. Yeah, some quiff, to be fair. Uh, and the very briefly and much more sad news, Jeff Stelling is actually leaving Soccer Saturday. Well, to be honest, I haven't watched Soccer Saturday in a couple of years, but it still hurts. That man is that show. And have they said who's going to replace him? No. It's like Gary Lineker leaving match of the day. Like I feel mm. like it's completely lost its appeal with the other fella. Jeff Stelling, he is a big part of us growing up watching a bit of football, especially... For me, I would have had um, Soccer Saturday on a lot when I didn't know how to get streams up on my laptop. Wink, wink. I don't do that. And then uh, I didn't have Sky Sports subscription. So I used to watch games via uh, Sky Sports News on Saturdays. So it'll be, it'll be strange having them gone. It won't feel right. Should they, last year, they sacked a load of boys. Yeah. They got rid of Matt Letizia. Phil Thompson and I, I was going to say, Charlie I, was gonna Nicholas, say yeah. I want Matt Atissier to be the new presenter just let him go wherever he wants with it. <laughs> I just want to see what happens <laughs> yeah just let him do whatever who'd be good who'd be a good replacement Chunks me <laughs> Chunks would be fantastic Chunks all the boys good. wouldn't have a clue what all saying? the Brexit lads would be oh, no. fuming who is this lad <laughs> Amelia de Molenberg as well Get her on yes. one, of the, one, of the, one of the roaming reporters. Exactly. You know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if like someone like Michael Richards takes over because he's got a bit of charisma. Yeah, he will he's be good. Crack, like he would be good. He's got the Louis Batons, like the he's stepping in red. He's always dripping, like <laughs> with the the diamonds on the the front of them on the toes. Oh, uh, when he Brilliant. stood at the, the side of the pitch, and you just see him lifting up the feet <laughs> <laughs> so he can catch the red on the soles. Like he's a legend. Yeah, an unlikely hero. I mean, such a no mark footballer. Do you not yeah, remember his header? His header against whoever it was. We had her against Villa in the cup. He burst onto the scene when he was eighteen. Defender the youngest burst ever. Onto the scene. He's the youngest ever player, youngest ever defender to play for England. Okay, so now we're going to trial very quickly. This is going to be to facilitate discussion on certain things. We're going to try a new section called Yes, No, Maybe. I'm going to give you a statement and you're going to give one back to me. We're going to have one statement each and you have to say if you agree with it, yes. If you don't agree with it, no, or you're somewhere in between and that's a maybe. So I'm going to start with a slight future projection. My first question is, or statement is, PSG will win the Champions League this season. Yes, no, or maybe. No. Well, I just, I was really straight. Well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying no because they look pretty piss poor in league in the season, even though they are probably still top by about ten points, I assume. Yeah, but then they have, they did beat City pretty convincingly in the Champions League, so I don't really know. There are only two other competitors to PSG in the Champions League, and they're Chelsea and Liverpool. And depending which one is challenging for the Premier League title. It'll determine who the other one is, and like PSG, like they're gonna win. They're gonna win league in anyways. Like I know they didn't last year, but like they're winning league in this year, and it's gonna be like I don't know who could beat them. Like their their squad is class. Like Bayern, I don't know about Bayern. They lost five nil to München Gladbach not so long ago. Like I think they're fairly dust. Your Bundesliga is shite. Okay, makes our. Do you have a statement prepared? Mo Salah will win the Ballon d'Or. No, no, we, we didn't win anything. I, I think he has he, at the minute on form, he's the best player in the world at the minute. 
obviously I don't best player of all time needs to go. Um, but no, I feel like to win the Ballon d'Or, you kind of have to win something, which he didn't do last year. So that, and I'm sure the voting's already been done at this stage, and he's been yeah. in insane form the last couple of months. But before that, you'd probably say maybe like just touching the top five or something. Benzema, Lewandowski, even Messi. It's a bit of a popularity contest. I can almost guarantee Ronaldo will finish above Salah. I'm not saying that's right, but I can almost guarantee he is. Um, so, yeah, the answer to that is no. He's and... the only right answer, though. Benzema's fat. Lewandowski's a TikTok merchant. Messi's done in. Oh, I forgot about Lewandowski's TikTok. It's cursed. Yeah, he does not deserve a Ballon He wins <laughs> I'm quitting football. My prediction is that Dundalk will actually give the club to the local consortium that want to buy it over as opposed to the Northern Irish consortium? I am going to say it's between no and maybe. I'll try not to get my hopes up, so I'll just say no because there's another consortium from sort of Belfast base, this Iranian Welsh guy with some dubious contacts uh, in his business world. Uh, they're involved at Glentorn and in fairness, seem to be doing good things there. They've invested a fair bit. I think they have uh, plans to develop uh, stadium improvements um, and are pretty hands-on. So I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world, but you know we'll see. But with the local ownership, you probably have more of a guarantee of uh, a nice takeover. I don't want to say successful. You might get back to where we were a couple of years ago anytime soon, but a more smooth transition and a palatable one for Dundalk fans obviously the people behind it are the people who previously owned the club who are very popular among town and uh, also with the backing of Stat Sports for any listeners who are not from Ireland you probably do recognise that company because they make all the GPS uh, tracking vests that you constantly see underneath players shirts uh, for pretty much every top club and national side in the world. I'm sure there probably is a rival company at this stage, but I, it seems to be Statsport who provide these for almost every club. And so hopefully Dundalk are sold. Could could be some updates again before this is out, because it seems to be a situation that's moving quite fast. And hopefully it stays that way, because at the minute Dundalk have one senior player contracted for next year, and that's Andy Boyle. And even the coach, Finney Perth, is not renewed for next year. So hopefully a new owner, whoever it is, preferably the local consortium, uh, can that takeover can be ratified uh, as soon as possible uh, so we can start planning for next season. Um, but yeah. Okay, so shall we do the Neil Warnock Award? Now, yes. This is the award for general hero-ness and or shithousery. And do you want Mixer? You, you can you can go first this week. So I was going to do a bad thing, but I am not going to do it. I'm going to go for Wabi Ghazri because he scored an absolute banger uh, inside his own half. He just thumped it. That man has been gone since Sunderland were in the Premier League and he just appeared on Twitter today and he just thumped it and it was a golazo, potential for goal of the season in Ligue 1. Good choice. Roland, do you have your nominee? Um, I had two in mind. Uh, first one was the Dundalk fans, Shedside Army. Obviously, last week there was a club statement put out of, uh, saying the club were going to ban anyone that had flares in Oriel Park. We were at the game on Friday as possibly the most amount of pyro I've ever seen go off in Oriel Park. We couldn't see the first five minutes of the match. But 
I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a bad thing. No bad thing. I'm gonna do a very bad thing. Don't you dare. Don't you dare do it. I know what you you're gonna say. We cannot give this man recognition on the podcast. Don't you dare. Put in the performance of no 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 It's the Dundalk fans and the Dundalk fans only. Aaron Ramsdale. Gone. I'm done. This is my last ever podcast. Ah, and with the Leicester fans. Fucking smell of him. He thinks he's class because he got spikes in his gloves. He's a balding merchant. I had to do it. I had to do it. I despise him. Everything and can I just on say one thing about that save that I heard so much about before? It was straight down the middle. It was, it was in the middle. Position was down the middle. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page as that. But Good, I, strong I, hand, I, but yeah. Hair was a strong hand. I've got fucking strong hands. <laughs> And Ramsdale would catch it with hands. As I used to say, doing it for the vine. But yeah, I, I have to. Have to. <laughs> Get off this call right now. Okay, so pretty strong nominees so far. My nominee is the West Ham defender, Ben Johnson. He put West Ham 1-0 up against Aston Villa yesterday. And there was a video going around a while ago, certainly among West Ham fans, of him when he was about 13 or 14 in school doing this dance. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's uh, you'd, you'd need the visuals for that. Uh, but when he scored against Villa on Sunday, he did it and he was having a great time. And yeah, great. Uh, uh, I have a lot of time for that. So Ben Johnson is my nominee. And we will have those nominees up uh, on polls uh, across our social media, Twitter and Instagram in the coming days. And actually just a quick shout out. The last winner of the Neil Warnock Award from two weeks ago was Aaron McCary for knocking out his own teammate. Um, so congratulations, Aaron McCary. You are inducted into the Neil Warnock Hall of Fame. Uh, but now I think it's time for the hateful insert expletive here, eleven. Uh, so we're going to go goalkeeper all the way down to striker, saying who is the absolute most hateful player in his position, a team of players that you just love to hate. Ronan, this was, again, kind of your brainchild. So do you want to take it away? And if you want the final say on who gets in the team, you can. We can leave it to Mixer either. Right, so like we had with the with the Super League 11 Super we had League, a few yeah. weeks ago, we're just kind of thinking generally just a bit of fun. We're just throwing the 11 out there. Players that we generally think are just quite gener- generally a bit hateful. Um, the kind of players that if they played for you, you loved them. If you were any other football fan, you would despise them. So we're just going to do a quick rundown of this team. Obviously, starting with the goalkeeper, defence, midfield, attackers. We're going to do 4 3 3 just to fit more attackers in there. So, not away, lads. Goalkeeper, who we own? First of all, I'm just going to put a disclaimer. When we did the Super League 11, we may or may not have gotten torn apart in the Super League Reddit. So, this is a joke. This is not yeah. to be taken seriously. Disclaimer over. Goalkeeper. This is to for... be taken seriously and you should be offended. <laughs> for my goalkeeper, I'm going Jordan Pickford. Yeah, I haven't. He absolutely. Is a yeah. He's a wanker. <laughs> the only, the only other... Ramsdale, but no. The only other keeper I could think of was Mark McNulty from Cork. Yeah. But it, it's absolutely. Pickford. I mean, Pickford's more universally just hated by everyone, yeah. except everyone fans. Shout out to Mark McNulty, though. What a prick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, like... If, if people outside the league of Ireland knew like his carry on, like he would be absolutely number one. Even just put in a Google Mark McNulty Dundalk, and I'm sure you'll get a couple of articles of radios or something like that. Yeah. Have to um, admire shit housing, but yeah, just horrible. 
So right back, honestly, lads, you can walk away here. I was sitting here for a couple of minutes trying to think of any right back. I couldn't think of one. I've won for every other position. God, right back's a bit of a tough one now. I'd have a good one for left back. See, if you're right back, you're just an inoffensive guy. I feel like that's that's what it says about your personality. Yeah, there's not, there's not really. Can we force really in another centre back there? A makeshift. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, Sergio Ramos has played right back in his time, mm. and he's a bit of a bastard. I mean, I was going to have him at centre half, but I think we can put him in at right back. If we I'd want. be happy enough with that. Yeah, he's pretty yeah. objectively hateful. Yeah. Yeah. Happy enough with Sergio Ramos. Yeah, Sergio good. Ramos. Yeah. I've got a go- couple of good selections at centre back, but uh, Ronan, who do you have? Uh, I have a few. Obviously, I had Ramos. I mean, Pepe's talking. Yeah, obvious John Terry. Yeah, I have John Terry. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> oh he's yes, have Terry. <laughs> Big JD. Uh, what a man. Just, just horrible. I don't know anybody who likes him. Yeah, they were kind of guts of my shapes. To be honest, I was trying to think League of Ireland ones. Paddy Flynn, maybe. I don't know mm. if you say him, but yeah. I, he seems a good crack on Twitter, so yeah. I don't really hate him that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those Jared of... can be quite hateful as well. Like when you're I watching Bars, like, I mean, all them Spanish, like all the La Liga players are fair old criers. But I mean, he's maybe a bit of a more out there shout, but I think JT is nailed in as a centre back in this team. Yeah. Can I give a shout out? I don't know how you'll feel about this shout. You might completely agree with me, you might disagree with me. Can I pull in Dejan Lovren? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. just that's so All he does so is deluded. like Trump tweets on Twitter. Yeah, it's absolutely fair. He's a bollocks. So deluded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Right. So we're happy enough with John Terry and Lovren, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Left back. I'd be interested to see your shots. Right. So my left back is Marcus Alonso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because probably he fair. Has, he has killed someone. See, I can't really disagree with that because the left back I have hasn't killed anyone. So I feel like I have another left back, but yeah. I mean, I don't think it's suitable for mentioning on the podcast. No, I think I think we all know who you're talking about. I oh don't yes, think we can put him in the team. Oh no, I don't think we can put him. We in can't, the team. right? Yeah, we, yeah, we knew. He sent it in um, the chat. You know who we're talking about. Um, do we players? We think. I mean, Ashley Cole, but I don't want mm. too many of those Chelsea players from that Mourinho era. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was probably is- hateful, but before our time of watching football. Yeah, I mean, I love him as a Liverpool fan, but the general consensus from the rest of the Premier League seems to be that Andy Robertson this is was my despised. Yeah, he is, but he, I, I mean, love him. Yeah, because you again, can see it. He I totally understand. I He's totally understand. probably that type of player you love him if you support the team, you hate him. So it's probably a little bit too subjective. So I'd be happy enough having a long I, for Robertson. I mean, I'd, I, could, I can definitely see why Robbo yeah. is considered... He's just a mouth. <laughs> Yeah, but he's so funny. I know, yeah. But I do like that <laughs> video of him eating, is it fig rolls? Or jam like, They're getting better every I do, I do like that, to be fair. Yeah, so. Yeah, Marcus Alonso, I think. Uh, midfield, yeah, some strong contenders here. So I I have two, which I feel quite strongly for. Connell, you're going to disagree with one of them. Ander Herrera. Oh, yeah. No, I can't, and, I can't have that selection. <laughs> and the other one I have is Joey Barton. Yeah, I've Bar- yeah, Joey Barton. Who was in the news recently, but I generally don't think we can mention it on this podcast. <laughs> Type in Joey Barton on your Twitter. You'll see why he was in the news recently. I- I'm happy enough for Barton. I'm going to say Conor McCormick. Yes. I, yeah, if you've watched the League of Ireland, if you've been on League of Ireland since mm-hmm. around 2016, just, I don't know if that's a Dundalk specific one, but probably just is. Harvard. I, Again, I just another it. mouth. 
on yeah, the, on pretty the pitch. Much. Yeah. yeah, very annoying. Yeah, I um, didn't have Conor McCormick, but he was sort of my bench option. I, I can't think of any other ones. I mean, again, love him because I kind of have a soft spot for him as a Celtic kind of follower. Scott Brown. Oh, he's not getting the uh, team. He's no, getting he's, the Legends eleven. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree, but like I can see I, I, he's a wind up merchant of the highest order, which is kind of essentially what this team is. But yeah. yeah I don't man. know who else. I mean Joey Barton definitely walked into that team. Right, so my midfield was Joey Barton, a bit of an outside shape because he's kind of slightly before our time, but anyone slightly older than us will remember uh, everyone despises this player. That's Lee Bowyer. Uh, he played for Newcastle and a couple of other teams, though he was just a, a, a tough tackler, to say the least. Uh, and again, just another mouth in the football pitch. Another one I have, I have him in midfield because he has played midfield before and there is a lot of options for forwards I think but one probably more relevant to me as a United fan is Angel Di Maria I just I can't look at him without just seeing a rat like no I like I, I do quite like Di Maria look he's a he's baller but he's a baller but, my squad but oh, um, he is a bit of a shit house isn't he though he's a yeah yeah no right so Barton's in are we happy with the Bowyer yeah yeah we'll go with man, who McCormick? else probably Conor McCormick Maybe a little bit uh, more relevant. Funny, to the I actually, fans, but... I actually, I did a, it was about two years ago. I did like a shit house eleven of the, of the decade from the League of Ireland. I think like I had him as captain or something, and he actually quote tweeted, he DM me after me like saying, "Look, it's a bit of crack." So come Cormac. Oh yes, actually seems all right, but like on the football pitch, yeah, yeah, and um, he is essentially so from Dundalk. If you do end up listening to this, Connor, congrats on making another one of my teams. We'll tweet you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anything it's a compliment to get into this team yeah. right and then going into the forwards there's a lot there's a lot of options I'm just going to name off four options I have we'll get the ball rolling number one is Neymar just because he's such a prima donna on the football pitch probably a little bit more subjective I just can't have him at all but he's a lot of fans so maybe we shouldn't put him in there the others actually now that I think about it all played for Liverpool. So this is probably my United fan coming out. Uh, I have El Juf, just a rotten human being. Uh, Craig Bellamy, again, you know, played for City, played for Liverpool, but also just seems to be generally quite hated by football fans. And the other one is Luis Suarez for a lot of reasons. Uh, I, but do you disagree, agree? I have Suarez in mind anyways, as one of my four. The other ones I'd have would be Alfredo... Morelos. That's, that's a non-negotiable for me. He has to be Adam Johnson is the other one that I have. <laughs> They're my three picks. It's decent. Every uh, day I'm shuffling. Yeah. I also have Luis Suarez and genuinely Morelos. I yeah. don't think we can do this team without him. I'd put Neymar honest. in. Like I wouldn't have thought about it beforehand, but now that you've said it, Connell, he's a wanker. Yes. I mean, I had... I had I agree just on the wing here as well. I actually don't agree. I think he's quite funny. <laughs> he is <laughs> funny. It's just as an Irish fan, but like he's not as bad as Declan Rice mm. in comparison. Like another one that you could have could be Ronaldo. You could, definitely. You could have Ronnie. You could. But I feel like Suarez is, is a cert. Bartelli. He's just kind of interesting. He's a fascinating mind. I don't think he's so much hateful. I'd love to be in his head for a day. Yeah. 
Yeah, brilliant. So there's actually uh, an athletic article on him recently. It must have been his birthday or something, or maybe the anniversary of the 6-1. Um, but there was a story about him. You remember that time he set his bathroom on fire uh, over Halloween? Oh, yeah. Um, and he went in and he was bringing out loads of cash. He was bringing out like loads of cash. And I think, I don't know who it was asked, and maybe the police were like, why do you have this amount of cash on you? And he said, because he was watching some gangster film presumed like Scarface or something where there was a safe open with cash spilling out of it and he wanted that to impress any girls that he brought back so I mean again a fascinating mind uh, but yeah so the front three were uh, Suarez non-negotiable Morelos non-negotiable who does the other spot go to? Adam Johnson or Neymar I would say Jeff. okay so we, we have some yeah, again, just look through. I'm sure he probably has a controversy section on Wikipedia. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. right, I'll just settle it. Yeah, Juve, because he is a bastard. I feel Absolutely. like he's the Premier League's answer to Azealia Banks. He did go to range as well, didn't he? Sorry, yeah. not that this is a political oh, podcast, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah <hopefully. laughs> I mean, it, this this team, this entire team could have played for Rangers, to be honest. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, just the spirit of this. I could genuinely see. <laughs> Should Joey Barton play? Yeah, if Marcus Alonso doesn't retire at Rangers, I'll be disgusted. <laughs> you can see it happened, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, yes, yeah, so right, so Ronan, can you take us through the team there? So in nets, we have Jordan Pickford at right back, we have Sergio Ramos, center half. We went for it was John Terry and Dejan Lovren, left back, we have professional driver Marcus Alonso in midfield, we have McCormick, Lee Bowyer, and Joey Barton. And up front, we have Alfredo Morelos, Hannibal the Cannibal, Luis Suarez, and El Hadjouf. That is a strong 11. That is that team, that team, a mark on teams. That team is winding up the home end to no <laughs> it, it, it. See, like when I was thinking about this, I was kind of thinking about Jamie Vardy. But Jamie Vardy, he's fascinating because he's a complete shithouse, but I don't think anyone dislikes him. Except maybe no, he's like, oh, he just seems like he just seems like a lad. Like he just, yeah, seems, he just he's a bit it. of crack. Yeah. yeah, he just loves it. <laughs> well, it's so what a fantastic level. Really happy with that how that went. So that almost brings an end to today's proceedings. Strong podcast, and we need to finish off strong with the Mattia Flamini quiz. Ronan, you are this week's quiz master. Take it away. Yes, this was a very last minute because I didn't realize I was the quiz master this week. Well, we start and we go ahead anyway. Right, okay, we'll start with this one. So, the 2018-19 Premier League Golden Boot was shared between three players. Who are they? Aubameyang, Mane, Salah. Oh, I got one of them wrong. Yeah. No. Aubameyang. Who did you say, Mick? It's Aubameyang, Salah, and Mane, is it? Yeah, that's correct. Did you say Kane, Colin? I did, I did say Kane. Right, so Mixer wins that one. Right. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Nuno was sacked after performance in charge, but how many games? 17. In charge? Yeah. I mentioned that at the top of the show. <laughs> Right, so this is uh, listing off until you get one wrong. Norwich, Norwich are currently Jesus, I've completely bottled that. <laughs> Norwich are currently the lowest scoring team in the Premier League with three goals. 18 players have scored more goals than them this season. Just name them off until you get one wrong. Make them go first because he lost the first one. Salah? Yep. Ronaldo? Is this just in the Premier League? Yep, just in the Premier League. Uh, uh, Mane. Ronaldo. Yeah, He's got yeah. four. Yeah, yeah Mane, yep. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Fernandes. Yep. Vardy. Um, uh, uh, Mason Mount. He scored a hat-trick against 
Naruto, is it? No. Ah, he's got he hasn't three scored goals. more. Yeah. I've scored more. So I should have thought of myself a bit more, to be honest. Smith Rowe for my next one. Would that have been correct? Um, Reese James would have been correct. He's got four. Would not have been correct, Smith Rowe, I don't think. I think what? Smith Rowe also has three. Yeah, he's two or three, yeah. The ones well, the season are, I'll run this quickly, Salavardi, Antonio, Mane, Abamyang, Firmino, Bruno, Maxwell Corne, Rafinha, Ronaldo, Greenwood, Huangi Chan, Reese James, Neil Mopey, Ismail Sarr, Sung Hyung-min, Diogo Jota, and Callum Wilson. That's an interesting bunch of players. Who is... Oh, yeah, Fortnite. Champions League back this week. Um, who is currently a top goal scorer in this season's Champions League? Lewandowski? No. Oh, Sebastian Haller. Yeah. Oh, Six. Is that two all? Great. Oh, who became the player to get the most passes in Premier League history last weekend? Jordan Henderson. Yeah. What? Jordan Henderson is the most passes. Crazy stuff. Really weird. But yeah. Brilliant. That's a good quiz, to be fair. That was a good one, yeah. Hold on, that was good and sure knows. Uh, so well, I think that just about brings an end to this week's podcast. I am victorious and I will be the quiz master next week. So thank you very much for listening to this episode. There's lots of stuff happening in the football world between takeovers of clubs and managerial uh, merry-go-rounds. So there'll be lots that will happen in the next few days, I can only imagine. So thank you for listening to this episode and we'll be back next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.